Is transitioning from full-time employment into retirement going to impact your marriage? You bet it is. Today, we're going to look at the ups and downs of marriage after retirement. Whether you have parents going through this or you're coming up to retirement or you've recently retired, there's lots to take in from today's show. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a preparatory episode for you this week. (laughs) That's a funny word. This is episode number 257, and today we're going to be talking about how finishing up a career and transitioning into retirement can impact your marriage. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed our last episode, we explored the links between attachment and sex addiction. That's worth going back and checking out if you're in that or in recovery or have a loved one who is. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. Okay, Caleb. Yes. Retirement and its impact on marriage. Indeed. So is it good or bad? Well, to be fair, the research shows that there's both positives and negatives that can come as a result of retirement. Uh, certainly in North American culture, retirement is idealized and celebrated as something to very much look forward to at the end of your career. Mm-hmm. And yet when it turns out to not be quite as great as you'd hoped, there can be some disappointment there too. Mm-hmm. So it's good. And we don't want to just come on the negative side today. I think we'll have a mixture of positives and, and things to watch out for. But on the concerning side, back around the turn of the millennium, that like year 2000? Uh, yeah, a study from 1999. There was a study that showed that the divorce rate within the older population was on the rise. Huh. I did a quick Google the other day and noted that there was a 2019 article in the Wall Street Journal, which indicated that this is still the case, that the rate is increased for older generations. Really? The divorce rate, yeah. That's sad. Yeah, so that's definitely a concern. If retirement is pitched as such a wonderful thing, then why are people struggling in their most important relationships? Mm-hmm. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. It's that, like the ultimate goal for people. It is. And it's not working out for everybody maritally. Mm-hmm. And so I think... So what do you have to do? Well, I think one of the things to realize is that there's some pretty significant adjustments that are associated with retirement. Mm-hmm. You go from working to not working, right? Yeah. But the reality is that many folks might consider a broad range of changes, maybe where they live, Changes in their routines, certainly, Mm -hmm. routines with their spouse, even kind of a change in identity. Am I still a therapist, for example, if I'm not doing therapy? Oh, that's deep. Yes. What am I now? What is my purpose? What is our purpose? Uh Uh-huh. And all these questions come up. And then you have to consider and decide what you'd like to do with your time. You have to think about affordability, too. Can you live without employment income for 10 or 20 or even 30 or more years? Mm -hmm. What if one of you thinks you can and what if one of you thinks you can't? Oh. Like you have a difference of opinion on how far your funds will go. Yeah. So the couple yeah. has all of this to face. And then on the relational side, the couple is suddenly very much in each other's presence in a way that they may not have been for many, many years or maybe even never before. Like they have all this right. time together. Yeah. Yeah. And so most retired couples are not raising children. They're not caring for parents. They're not heading off to work for the bulk of the day. And suddenly whatever your marriage was like while mm-hmm. you were doing those things 
which activities may have provided distraction from, Mm -hmm. now all that's sitting right there in front of you both and it has to be faced. Oh, so if it wasn't great, like... If you were grumpy and just kind of escaping and that's how you made it through, now you're grumpy and you're not escaping anymore. So you got to figure out how you're going to make it through. Yeah. No, you need to figure out how to ungrump. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I haven't come across that word before. Yeah, but on the other hand though, Caleb, like if your marriage has been strong and healthy... Then that's what you'll see. That's what you're facing. Like, that's a good thing. Right. And that happens for a lot of folks too. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll just get even better because you have even more time together. You have more time to enjoy what you've been enjoying. Yeah. But if your marriage hasn't been great for 20 years, but you and you've made it through by focusing on raising and launching your kids or sort of on the home run stage of your career or business, mm-hmm. now you're past those things, you're just left with the not great marriage, that's a challenging place to be in. And those escape mechanisms of work or other things are gone. They're not available to you any longer, right? Yeah, but and is there hope? Yes, there is. We're going to okay. get to that. Okay. Don't worry. But it's going to take some work. And all I'm trying to do here is just point this out that, you know, this is definitely something to be uh-huh. aware of. And what I'm really hoping is, you know, I think a lot of our listeners are pre-retirement so that Mm -hmm. they'll realize, you know what, this is something to start working on now so that we have like a warm, fuzzy landing pad Right. when we get there. It's not like in your face negative. Right. Now, there was one long-term study that showed some interesting stats across generations, and this was not strictly on retirement, but it applies to retirement. They found that younger couples had the most positive interactions, those kind of good, healthy, positive day-to-day moments. Middle-aged couples had the least. And there's not a drastic amount of change in the volume. Are we in the middle-aged couples category? I'm afraid we are. Oh my goodness. See, we just had a less happy interaction. And older couples... Don't worry, it'll be okay. I think I'm young on the inside still. (laughs) 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 Sorry, what happened to older couples? Because we're not there yet. No, about 65 and over, the retirement group, they had an intermediate amount of positive interactions. Okay. But they also found that negative sentiment in the marriage, that sort of underlying sort of negative, yep, that decreased with age. So couples go through tough stages of becoming parents, of establishing their careers, getting mortgages paid off. I think that's what we're seeing in the middle age group there. Mm -hmm. So there's more stress, there's less positive interactions, but there's all these things happening. It requires adjustments across the lifespan, right? And and it's just kind of pointing out the fact that it's reasonable to expect that going into retirement, that's going to require some adjustments as well. Right. Makes sense. And so- there's a lot to figure out. And yeah. this is, so I'm kind of just waving the flag saying, hey, we got to pay attention to this people. Yeah. Because you can work on this. You can change it. Yeah. Most of the time, people are just kind of watching their bank account and counting the days till they're done work. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, watch your bank account, count the days and pay attention to your marriage. That's, I think, where I'm trying to right, go here. Because if you retire and you're loaded, but you have a really unhappy marriage, like that's... It's not going to be the golden, rosy... No. Conclusion that you were hoping for. Yeah. It could be tough. So some things to figure out. Okay. So what, what affects the marriage? Like why is retirement impacting it? Impacting it? Well, one of the things that comes in is can you retire together? Couples who retire together have greater marital satisfaction. That came out of a study in 2005. It makes sense. If you can both be done work at the the same same time, time. that's great. Yeah. But there are more and more dual earner households these days, and that makes it tough to synchronize retirement, especially if there's differences in your pension eligibility. Right. So you're not eligible to come up for retirement for another couple of years or... Right. But your wife is now. Yeah. Right. So, So do you quit early, take a lower pension and you got the time together or does she wait two years for you to finish? Oh, so you have to make that decision. Well, yeah, it's tough. So in that age bracket, older couples where both spouses were still working or were looking for work, they reported the lowest relationship quality. Hmm. 
And but just kind of pay attention to this because it was a lower quality than couples where both spouses were retired. Okay. That's a tough spot to be in, right? You wish you were retired. Probably, yeah. probably your peers are retired. Yeah. You have to keep working. But the thing to kind of remember in that situation is it's describing less satisfaction in the marriage, but it's not actually a problem in the marriage. It's a problem outside the marriage that's affecting the marriage. Oh, so that's as, good. as you're coming into retirement, it's good to kind of, especially if you have a different timing on how you're retiring or you guys mm-hmm. aren't retiring as soon as you hope to retire, just remember that that frustration you both feel is not have to be between you. It's about something you guys are facing. Right. So you can like stand together and face the frustration mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's neat. Yeah. Okay. So that timing is a factor that affects marital satisfaction. Yep. What else? Boomerang kids. Mm. So this is another factor is having a refilled nest or boomerang children. What happens when those young adults come home? Mm -hmm. In 1995 and 2001, men and women with children present in the home rated their marriage quality lower than those who had no children at home. Now, in fairness, you have to qualify this too. It doesn't mean having children at home is bad or that you failed or anything like that. It can be a a very positive experience. Mm -hmm. And the unhappier couples may not be unhappy due to the adult children returning home. It could be that the reasons why the children had to come back home are also affecting the parents. Like it could be a depressed economy. So therefore, it makes sense to have everybody in one house. But everybody's feeling the duress of the of the depressed economy or the labor market challenges mm-hmm. that are present in the area or whatever. So again, that's one more thing that's not a problem between you, but it's a problem that's affecting you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It falls into that same category. Yeah. So there's that. And uh, well, let's just pause here for a moment because we've created a bonus guide again for our much appreciated supporters. This one expands on our final section in today's show. We'll get to it in a few minutes. And we'll be talking about the need to be flexible as you head into retirement It'll provide important things to discuss with your spouse, how to talk to your spouse about what matters to you so you can start conversing through some of the challenges that you're facing, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. this is a bonus worksheet that we have for for today's show available to our patrons, patrons of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And if you'd like that sheet, we'll tell you how to get it by just taking a quick 60-second break here. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible, and to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we are talking about boomerang kids mm-hmm. and their impact on retirement. Mm-hmm. So are there other factors that affect? Yeah, I'll give you one more. Okay. And I'm sure there's more than these two, but the style of your marriage. And this is, again, not necessarily a good or a bad, although I would tend to look at one of these maybe as with some skepticism as to how helpful it is. But the well, style of your marriage might become more amplified during retirement. So if you both enjoy the nature of your marriage, that's a good thing. If 
one of you does not enjoy the way your marriage is structured or both of you don't, it may result in some challenges or frustration, right? So there's basically three styles that we're going to refer to, a balanced husband-wife relationship, a parent-child marriage, or like an associate or partner relationship in the marriage. Okay. So a well-balanced husband-wife relationship that stresses intimacy and sharing, those couples, this is a a study from uh, back in the 70s, they're likely to find their marriage during retirement very rewarding because they have more time together to interact. They enjoy one another's company. They just enjoy Mm -hmm. really being together. So it just becomes more of what they had. It's more of what they like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And what they had. Yeah. On the other hand, if you have more of a parent-child marriage where one spouse assumes a parenting role and the other the role of a child, and I don't mean literally like, you know, you're feeding the person, but it's more of a one up, one down, a caretaking kind of situation. Okay. Okay. Instead of a peer-to-peer, then that could be distressing for some. But on the other hand, if you find it fulfilling to parent your spouse and maybe you're in the the quote unquote child role and you appreciate the extra care that your spouse provides, it could go fine as well. Like if you guys like that, mm-hmm. generally in marriage counseling, we'd be wanting to encourage people to move towards a balanced husband-wife relationship rather than mm-hmm. a parent-child role. Yeah. But it's just saying like, if it's like this before you retire, then after you retire, it's going to kind of amplify. Right. Become more of what you had. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. If you really like it, fine. You're welcome to it. If you don't, it's going to feel more challenging. Right. That's the concern. So you want to work on that too now, right? And then if you're more like associates or partners with a friendship between you, your retirement may involve more rewarding moments outside the marriage. And I don't mean in an illicit or inappropriate way, but this is more like a friendship marriage. Mm -hmm. Again, like it wouldn't be what I would want, but it's not necessarily bad either if you're both happy with it. So what is an associate or partner marriage? It's, It's like the... The couples are, they're really good friends with each other. The couple is really good friends with each other, the spouses. Yeah. Okay. But they find a lot of their joy in activities that they do separately. And they're, they're, they're oh, like sort of more- Oh, like she might go out with her friends and he yeah, does whatever with his buddies. Yeah. They have their activities and they're happy to be together, but they find most of their stuff in outer activities rather okay. than inner okay. activities, if I can put it that way. And couples in this context can also enjoy their marriage, but it's going to look different in retirement than the other two kinds. Right. Of like, so how you'll- what you'll plan together or what you'll do together. Okay. Or not together. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also reasonable to expect that your marriage may go through more than one of these phases in retirement. Perhaps you start off like associates. Even if you think of one spouse retiring for the before the other, it may look a little more associated because one person's going to kind of get on with their retirement and one's going to stay mm, with their work and all that yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. So just different goals, different bucket yep, lists. That's okay. Uh-huh. And that goes well. And then maybe someone has a health crisis and then it goes to more of a parent-child format where there's this real caretaking piece for a Mm -hmm, while mm -hmm. and somebody is doing most of the caring and kind of pulling the wagon and doing all of that stuff, right? And then maybe, uh, you know, hopefully if that's not like a terminal or a serious thing, you recover. And through the care and support that you experienced during that time of care, you guys want more time together. You emphasize that husband-wife style rather than going back to the associate partners format. So a couple could flex mm. through these different roles in their retirement. Yeah, yeah. Now, but this is a factor in that will affect your marriage. And it's just good to be aware of okay. and be conscious of. Yeah. So that kind of brings us to retirement strategies. Do you know what my pro-marriage retirement strategy is? What? It's like, given that you're going to have more of what you had, make it good before you get there. Make your head good? Sure. (laughs) That was so confusing. But you know what I mean? Like, don't wait until you retire and then be like, oh man, we need to work on this. Like, no, work on it now and make it good now. And then when you get there, like, woohoo, it's just going to get better. Yes. So, what's your pro marriage retirement strategies, Mr. Researcher? (laughs) What was that? 
Well, I just realized I'm spouting off the top of my head and I don't actually know what the research know, says. But that was good. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, why did, mine aren't nearly as enthusiastic as yours, unfortunately, for some reason. Yeah. But one is to find common goals. So if possible, work on establishing common goals as you approach retirement. Now, if you find yourself retired and struggling, you realize you don't have common goals, well, better late than never. Right. Okay. Agreed with that. So it doesn't mean if you didn't do this that you're pooched, but start working on this if you aren't retired yet. When couples have common goals, they're going to collaborate. They're going to work together to determine the best way to meet those goals. They, you know, they just kind of, you're going to jive on that, right? But if there's no consensus on what the goals are, or if there hasn't been any discussion, then it's really hard to be on the same page. Right. And it's very easy to move in conflicting directions because you're going to develop goals even if they're not conscious. Right. But so, by goals, do you just mean like things you want to do? Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, you know, it has a timeline and it has a no, measurable. And, no. Okay. No. Most older married adults say that their greatest sources of conflict are communication mm-hmm. and recreation. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Now, on the flip side, most older married adults report that they have the greatest pleasure in discussing children or grandchildren, in doing things together, in sharing dreams, and going on vacations together. Hmm. So you can see how some of those have evidences of goals within them, right? Right. Well, so it's like spending time with the kids, like that that's oh, a goal. Oh, okay, okay. Doing things together, that's about goals. Sharing dreams is really about goals. Going on vacations could be about goals, right? Hmm. So there okay. is this goals thing kind of embedded in these other experiences. Yeah. So by establishing goals around your time with family, what you would like to do, this ties back to the recreation as a conflict area thing, where you would like to go, it helps solidify your coupleship into a more shared sense of purpose and togetherness as you go into and through this phase of life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And then another strategy too to be aware of is to be flexible. You may have a sort of a set picture of what you expect retirement to be like, but your marriage will have to adjust to retirement. Right. And as you go through retirement together, you'll adjust to other life factors, such as changes in your grown children's lives. They could be happy events like the addition of grandchildren Mm -hmm. and could be neutral events like a relocation. They move somewhere. Right could be a health crisis in their family that all of a sudden you're going to step in and do a lot of babysitting while, mm-hmm. you know, one of your daughter-in-law is in the hospital or your son's in the hospital or I don't know. Whatever you know it what might I mean? be. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so a lot of adjustment. Adjustment and changes in your own lives and your own health potentially as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there needs to be flexibility. So the question kind of becomes, well, what are the things that can help you adjust to those changes as a senior couple? Well, changes, like always, require, number one, effective communication. So it's right. figuring out ways to talk through things in a productive, health, helpful, resolving mm-hmm. way. The second okay. thing is rationality. And I don't mean by not being, I don't mean pushing away on emotionalism But when I say that, but just the idea of not losing perspective on the marriage because you get angry over little things or not falling into constant bickering over plans or the lack of planning for the future. Like just that sort of rational, the calm awareness of, yeah, this is a different phase of life and we have to figure this out together. Mm. That's going to help. Okay. And thirdly, considering how your social support network affects your relationship. Like quite often when you move into this phase, you have a lot more time for friendships for activities with groups, family. And if the couple, like the retired couple has relocated, yep. they've now lost their support network and have to find yeah. a new one. And Could be a new church community involved in that too. Right. All that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And and that support network is essential for you as you go through. Like if So if you do relocate or something has to change, then it takes time and effort and it's worth it to develop that new support network where you go. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. As well. And then fourthly, as we've been talking about, is recognizing the importance of goals, whether they are shared goals or individual goals. You are allowed to have individual goals, but they should be supportable or supported by one another. Not just me going off and doing my thing. Yeah, doing this regardless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And so really retirement can be a very sweet time for older couples. In one study, couples married 50 years or more frequently identified increased sharing and time together as a blessing in their later life. Hmm. So yeah, there is much to enjoy, Mm -hmm. but it helps to have clear goals, to have some sense of purpose, and then also the adaptability required because retirement is is sort of not one kind of set final phase of life. It's going to have transitions Mm -hmm. and changes and challenges within it as well. So, you know, while your body might become less flexible as you get older, we need to work on our like... Mental? Mental and emotional flexibility. Oh, that's good. I like that. Indeed. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add? No. I'm not retired yet. Correct. I'm just meaning like, haven't been there, can't speak out of my wealth of knowledge. Oh, yes. Yeah. But good thing you got the research. But we would like to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. We have Steve and Lori. Thank you, Steve and Lori. Thank you for all our patrons who support us monthly. It helps us get this podcast out there. It does. And we have an iTunes review. Yes. From the US of A, five stars from Mrs. Banaga. She says, intimacy, I cannot begin to express how informative all this was for myself. Thank you again for everything you do. I am hoping that my husband will be willing to listen to your podcast soon. I hope so too, Mrs. Banaga. Do you think it's Banaga or Banaja? Oh, that sounds good. Let's go with that. Thank you, Mrs. Banaja. Next episode. It doesn't sound very respectful. It doesn't? I thought it sounded really cool. Like Mrs. Simone Gindel. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo. Fair enough. At least it's got like attitude to it, Banaja. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, let's, let's roll with that. Next episode. Yes, we're talking about why physical touch is so important in marriage. <gasps> this is something I could get passionate about. That could make for an awkward show. I didn't mean that kind of passionate. I mean like... Excited? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 kind of walked into that one. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Well, uh, that's all for today's episode. Should be a good show next week. Let's shut this down. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 257. Find out how you can help go to OIF.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? (laughs) I show up. (laughs) The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to OIF.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.